0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Brutal Nation. The podcast series is dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and my bad jokes. You like that one? Yeah, it
1: is yeah. dedicated to that. Fox. You weren't
0: expecting me to see that? I huh? say that, huh?
1: You know, it's about time you tell our audience the truth.
0: I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is One, the only, the singing Sasquatch herself, Tammy, the err Ur- Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. So, you know, I've been trying to get into the practice of you know, saying who you're presenting and say, give me some information. And I'm looking at this name. Kiss my ass. You tell everybody what the hell the name is. You told me, and I still. And I, I, I actually speak Japanese, and I can't fucking. My,
1: my... It is, it's pronounced exactly how it's spelled. I, I see shit. the Mayuki. It's Mayuki Ishikawa.
0: Ishikawa. Oh no, that actually makes sense. I see. I was going to say,
1: pronounce it phonetically, dork.
0: I guess. Yeah, Hooked I... on
1: phonics works.
0: No, it does not.
1: It does.
0: Hooked on hillbilly works.
1: Well, there you go. It should have worked for you then.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dad. Like the word "oh <laughs> Oh, damn! kids red. ain't mine. Some of them are yours. <laughs> <laughs> you redneck
1: driving me crazy guy.
0: <laughs> I cleaned right. that one up. Did you see? <laughs> I, you did. So today is a medical Monday.
1: Dude, my bruises are getting worse. Sorry. I, yeah. You know what? Next time, listen. It. You know what? If you Shut learn up. To listen, I fell out of bed you, again. You
0: make me do that to you.
1: Oh shit, psychology. Here we go. <laughs> no, I fell out of bed again and they're getting. I woke up this morning like, holy shit, they're so bad. You know what you need? Uh, side rails.
0: Like a baby.
1: <laughs> like I'm in the hospital. I
0: think that I'm going to talk to Bullfrog and say, okay, at night you need to swaddle her and then put her rails up, <laughs> give her a binky. It is so
1: sad because, I mean, it's Use the really baby weird. monitor. It's really weird. My balance is so off lately.
0: <clears throat> that happens at your age. So I'm a little paranoid about you even doing this one because the last Japanese doctor you gave us was um Oh
1: yeah. Um, um, the, Shiroichi.
0: The, yeah, Shiroichi. Yeah. And the shit that he did. Oh, made, he
1: was horrible. He made
0: the Nazis. Look, look like... Yeah, looked like they were
1: fucking angels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like they were choir. <laughs> Concep- yeah, you start yeah. looking
0: between... The, Nazis are the worst. And then you hear about uh, Shiro Ishii, and you go, Hey, you know what? Auschwitz actually sounds like a vacation.
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: Compared to what I y- mean, Shiro was doing. Yeah, because
1: what Joseph Mengele did was unbelievable. It was unspeakable horrors to people. Innocent people who did nothing but be born into a certain, you know, ethnicity. And, right. And... But Shiro didn't give a shit about who he targeted.
0: Yeah, it didn't matter. He he targeted his
1: own damn people.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just nobody was safe. Man, I tell you, like I said, man, he makes he makes the Nazis look like they were just good law abiding, like we love everybody type of people. Oh yeah, fuck. So I'm a little paranoid. So watching. Well, this
1: lady operated post World War Two. Oh, so right after Ichi.
0: Oh, great. Did she follow in his footsteps? Am I going to be traumatized? Yeah,
1: you might be traumatized, but she didn't follow in his footsteps.
0: Oh, okay. Beautiful. I'll
1: tell you in this first sentence who she resembles. In episode 46, we discussed the horrific acts of Amelia Dyer, a baby oh, farmer from no. Great Britain who profited from the deaths of children, and her case was one of several during the Victorian area that brought light to the... for light to the need to regulate a system designed to offer aid to struggling parents. Um, stricter guidelines were put in place after Amelia's case in an effort to raise awareness and develop a system of accountability, um, which is where our foster systems now come from. Um, I would have thought but that by the 20th century, wouldn't wouldn't come across a case that would prove to be equally tragic, yet more heartbreaking. However, i This is exactly what I found while researching Mayuki Ishikawa and the secrets others helped to cover up. Um, During the 40s, Ishikawa was a popular midwife in Tokyo, Japan, who managed to easily exploit struggling parents under the guise of charity. Um, When the truth was revealed, the world was astonished by what the media was reporting, and Japan would discover the harsh reality that approximately at least 103 babies suffered from neglect at the hands of the demon midwife.
0: Jesus Christ, man. Another baby killer. That's fucking fantastic.
1: Well, it's just tragic. Okay, now, I need to explain... I don't know what's wrong with my glasses? Um, in order to understand her case, you kind of know have to know the climate of the times in J- in Japan at that time. Um, we must understand that Japan's socio economic climate at the time Ishikawa committed her crimes. Um, it was let's just say it was post war Japan, and it was a far cry from present day Japan. As a matter of fact, it was even a far cry from post war America. You know. For those who remember what they learned in history class, it's no exaggeration when I say that during World War II, the government of Japan backed the wrong superpower. Um, Their ambition to become a formidable nation resulted in failure that would cause the citizens of Japan to suffer the ramifications for a long time. When the Allied nations won the war in 1945, Japan had no choice but to raise a white flag in surrender especially after the United States military dropped the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The entire nation felt the devastating results. And the mass casualties of the war helped propel Japan into an economic failure that had profound effects on every citizen of the nation. Um, Now, they did attempt to carry on. As the country struggled to rebuild, Japanese citizens did what they could to carry on and progress forward. Similar to what we saw happen in the United States during that time, Japan experienced their own baby boom. It was actually astonishing. In fact, between 1947 and 1949, there were approximately 2.6 million infants born every year. That's
0: a lot of fucking kids. Yeah.
1: Well, and I'm going to put it into perspective her uterus for you. fell out. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's I'm going to put it in perspective for you. Um, I was curious about how it compared to other places in the United States in 1946. We had a infant. Uh, we had a complete population, a world, you know, a country population of 149.97 million people. Japan at that time had 78,000. I mean, 78. Hang on. 149. Point, yeah, 78.45 million people. So like a fraction. Um, by 1950, the US population raised to 158.8 million and Japan raised to 82.8, which both nations experienced a 6% increase. Um, by two, 2021, America had hit um, 100 and I mean sorry, 332.92 million people. That's a 122% increase from 1946, and Japan had hit $126.05 which was a 61%. So it's, I mean, it was like expanding quite rapidly, and we have to think about how small Japan is.
0: Did you just say rapidly? Rapidly. Like, no, you said rapidly. I might have, but I meant rapid. And you were talking about Tupac earlier, so...
1: You know, know what? what? I was talking about Tupac yesterday, slow ass. Was it? Oh. Yeah. When I kissed his, when I was like making little faces at his picture online, I was like, "Oh, oh my so cute. god,
0: <laughs> you grossed me out so much." I love
1: Tupac. He's adorable.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So with a baby boom of that proportion, you know, because my mom and my aunt are baby boomers. My aunt, my aunt was born on February second one year. My mom was born the following year on February twenty second. Yeah. Talk about you know Irish twins, um, with mm, a baby. That's
0: what I want to give her. Except I want to give her my my Greek twins.
1: You're fucking disgusting.
0: Mm, yeah, your,
1: your Greek olives <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> with a baby boom. Of, that, of love with a baby boom of that proportion. It's not surprising that significant problems resulted, especially when you consider the entire country was trying to recover economically. So poverty was rampant. Um, not to mention, it was actually illegal at that time to obtain an abortion of any sort, and there wasn't any form of birth control, that poverty-stricken...
0: I thought Japan, though, maybe it wasn't Japan, it was China, that had a restriction on... That's China. That was? Okay, the way yeah, you had I, yeah, like you can't China had the
1: two-kid restriction. Yeah, and if yeah. you wanted
0: any more, then you had to actually apply for it. Yeah, like that's
1: why a lot of female children were killed in China.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I just... I, that, like That's why I recanned it halfway out after it was out of my mouth. Yeah, no. Maybe that was China, because China has... You know what? China, you might not know this.
1: But he has mad respect for that rule. <laughs> I don't think it's in place now, but...
0: China's full of Chinese people.
1: Re- really? Oh, my God. That is... Oh, my God.
0: And I heard rumors... My whole life
1: has changed now.
0: That is where the Chinese food comes from.
1: Oh, my God. You're just... I can't take it, Scott. No more.
0: I know. My Truth. life,
1: I can't. I don't even know what my whole life has been about this whole time. Devastating
0: news. <laughs> it is. It I'm, is. I'm such a fucking asshole. You God are. Damn.
1: You are. And <laughs> hey,
0: my God, here he is talking about Chinese people and their
1: food. I cannot believe that China is full
0: of Chinese people He's and that's where we get smart- Chinese food. He makes smart ass comments all the damn time. I-, I can't take it anymore. You wonder why I'm stressed out all the time. Jesus Christ. Think about what's coming up You, you wonder why
1: I lay in bed at night in the fetal position and suck my thumb and rock back and
0: forth. <laughs> that's a fetish. That's what the <laughs> no, hell that, that is. is. Cold. That's I fetish. can't
1: cope with this anymore. No. No, that's a
0: fetish. You're like changing my diet. And everybody's like no we're not paying extra for no, that i don't
1: sleep in a big crib anyways you need
0: to you're rolling out of fucking bed <laughs> like, like for just, real you need i you literally swaddled.
1: like reach down and grab my phone next thing i know i'm on the fucking floor <laughs>
0: who the fuck it's like my floor came up to meet me who the fuck falls out of their bed just by reaching for their phone like I re- apparently I, me i reach for my phone that's on my nightstand and i was sober and I have never fallen out of my bed. Hey, there's okay, my phone Okay, if your right phone there. was
1: falling on the floor and you bent down, and I don't know, my floor met me. It was traffic. I don't even know how it really happened. I got to set
0: cameras in your house. I got to see how the fuck this shit's happening. Like, for real.
1: Dude, I'm the most accent-prone person I know. Okay, so anyways, let's talk about Ishikawa. Um, Mayuki Ishikawa was born on February 5th, 1897. Now, I don't know her maiden name, so I'm just calling her Ishikawa. Uh, she was born in... Kunotomi, Japan, which is located in the Miyazaki prefecture of southern Japan. Um, To put it in perspective, it takes approximately 16 hours or so to travel from there to Tokyo by car. Um, Although I couldn't find very much information on her childhood, I was able to determine that she came from a rather wealthy family, even for that time, you know, considering most people lost their fortunes. Uh, the financial status of her family was obvious when I discovered um, that when Ishikawa was 17 years old, she moved to Tokyo so that she could attend Tokyo Imper- Imperial University. Now, keep in mind, during that area, a woman only attended college when she or her family could afford to pay for it. Um, there was no like scholarships and stuff. And when she graduated from the university, uh, she was a certified midwife. Um, in nineteen nineteen, Ishikawa married her husband, Takishi, who was a person Isn't that a Chinese dish? No, Takishi is his name.
0: That sounds like a sushi roll. Like that's what that sounds like. Unagi. I know what unagi is. I love unagi.
1: <laughs> I am trained in karate because I have zen, like unagi. Friends. Ross. I am formally trained in karate. I
0: Dude, am, did you
1: never watch friends? I
0: did, but I'm formally trained in eating sushi. So there
1: you go. <laughs> we know.
0: <laughs> I'm fat for a reason.
1: Yeah. Anyways, she married Takeshi, who was approximately 3 years older than she was. Now, at some point uh during her life, she had received a hysterectomy, so she was never able to get pregnant. Despite that, she and Takeshi did have children. She helped raise his son from a previous marriage, and the couple would also go on to adopt three additional children, two boys and one girl. Um, after Ishikawa graduated from university, she began working in the maternity ward at a local hospital as a midwife. According to some reports, I found that I found they mentioned that Oh, I found that mentioned that time in her life. It didn't take her very long to rise up in the ranks to become the maternity ward director. I figured she must have been well liked by patients and staff, not to mention, probably rather skilled in her position. Um in the 1940s, Ishikawa would become the director of Kotobuki Sanin, which um it was a maternity house.
0: Did you just say kabuki? Kodo.
1: K-O-T-O-B-U-K-I, Kotobuki.
0: Man, I'm hearing weird shit Sanen. over here. That sounds like something I saw in a Japanese
1: S-A-N, Hi, uh, apostrophe, iron. You just tried to karate chop me.
0: You What? S-A-N? I said apostrophe. This is why we need to fucking video this shit, because y'all would see she just tried to Dude, karate I chop me. I am like
1: 10 feet away from you.
0: She's not 10 feet away from me. She's trying to murder me.
1: I used to know this guy who had his first finger missing, so he couldn't point. So he'd always point with his three finger. He goes, you over there. (laughs) I'd be like, dude, you're so dumb.
0: Every time he did that, seriously, I would have put in sound effects like you over there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You over there. (laughs) Anyways. um, Now she, eventually she developed a secret plot. Um, To remedy a situation. In 1940s, Ishikawa became... Oh, I said that. This was a maternity house, and from what I could gather, it is no longer in existence today. Probably for this reason. She even managed to hold several important positions with multiple midwife associations around Tokyo. You know, so she was on their boards. Um, While Ishikawa was working at kotobuki Sanin, she saw a lot of women come in to give birth. A lot of these women were destitute, and some were there to give birth to illegitimate children. Uh, These women were scared because they didn't have the financial means to raise their babies after they gave birth, and their frightened desperation became so overwhelming to them that they often confided in Ishikawa about their worries and financial struggles. In the beginning, she didn't know how to help them, as Japan didn't have any form of social services or charitable funds available to help families in that situation. After some time, though, she came up with what she figured was a viable solution to alleviate the stress from the destitute mothers. She told them that she would take the infants in similar to an orphanage situation. However, she neglected to tell them that she had no intention of taking care of them. Uh, when a woman came into the maternity house to deliver the baby, if she was poverty stricken, Ishikawa would just keep the baby upon birth. Then she took the infants to a place where she allowed them to die. Notice I didn't say murder because technically she didn't physically murder She's them. She just like,
0: let them starve to death or some shit.
1: She just let them starve, and so they died of star. They died as a result of her I mean, actions.
0: Why can't you pick something besides that food and babies, man? I know. Like, I'm- This is the reason, because we were talking earlier, like, I fucking do work seven days a week, you know, and and huge hours damn near every day. That's why, because I honestly have a fear of starving to death. I know. Because of how I was raised. I was raised piss ass poor where there just wasn't enough food. I know. It is a fucking paranoia thing. So you're talking about baby starving. Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, what, what years was this again? 40s.
1: 46 to 49.
0: If she was still alive, seriously, I would be inclined to step on her fucking throat. You yeah, still, you know you don't do that. You don't do that to anybody who can,
1: even yeah, uh, th- even if th- they can fend for themselves. Yeah. Don't deny them food.
0: You don't deny somebody food. Period. No, yeah. no. especially a fucking baby. What the fuck? I know. This, this I just something.
1: imagine the horror they were. I mean, the you know what I mean? Because even though babies can't articulate how they're feeling, they they feel. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know this thing's a fucking twat.
1: Yeah. So, um once a baby was born, Ishikawa made sure they were completely neglected. She absolutely refused to care for them or provide them any nourishment and tragically they suffered and died from severe dehydration and starvation. Now she was only the director of Kotobuki Sanin, so there were other employees working at the facility. From what I could determine from the reports I read nearly all of the midwives who worked with her didn't agree with her actions. In fact, they seem to be downright appalled since all of them wound up turning in their resignations since they didn't want any part of it.
0: Yeah, no shit. However,
1: they never went to the authorities to report it.
0: See? You Step on their throats, too. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I
1: understand you don't want any part of it, but at some point, you have to be the change. Exactly. You, know? you should
0: have been going, ho. Oh. Mr. Policeman, and then there's subtitles underneath them,
1: and their lips keep moving.
0: Yeah, and their lips keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you know, two seconds after they, they it stopped, that you still hear them. You know, talking. Mm-hmm. A, oh, she a starving baby. They all die.
1: You know what? I just keep thinking of Bruce Lee movies every time you do that. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. I see
0: them doing because Hi! to me, like when you go to Japan, which I've I've been a few times, I really because <laughs> do you have a hard favorite. time? I have a hard time because I expect subtitles to appear up underneath everybody who's talking in Japan.
1: You're so crazy. I've been to Korea twice, and
0: they should have subtitles too.
1: Well, and the the thing is, is when I went to Korea, I was pretty fluent in Korean because I was raised in a Korean family, so it was different. But at the same time, it's like I would sometimes look at people and go, huh? <laughs> 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 "Huh?" But um. And it doesn't help when my Korean relatives would laugh at me every time I'd say a Korean word because they thought it was funnier and shit to say a Korean word in my accent, I guess.
0: Actually, one of the funniest things, then we'll get back on track, was uh, when I was married to Maritza, we had a friend named Sandy, and we were trying to teach her Spanish. Oh, is
1: this the lady you were telling me about the hillbilly?
0: Yeah. And even counting, we would, I would chuckle because, All right, I can say that. Uno, dos, tres, qu- quadriplegic. the no, cuatro. <laughs> Quattro. Quattro. She couldn't roll her R's or anything. It was I fucking, can't either. It was amazing. It was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I cannot roll my R's where shit. I just don't... Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> um, let's see. Despite Ishikawa's high turnover rate with her midway staff, there had to have been other employees that knew what was going on. Um, employees that not only aided in her operation, but also managed to keep it a secret for several years. After all, it would be virtually impossible for a woman to harbor and neglect a minimum of 103 infants without help from somebody. Um, It's probably safe to say that she also had outside help from rather influential individuals, and I'll get into that in a minute. Even so, they couldn't all keep the dark secret forever, and the authorities discovered something they wouldn't be able to overlook. Um, On January 12, 1948 two of the Wasita police officers stumbled upon a gruesome sight. They somehow managed to accidentally come across the decomposing remains of five infants Ishikawa had neglected and starved to death. The reports I found weren't clear about how the discovery was made, but from the bits of information I did find, I believe they may have made the discovery in or around the maternity house itself. You know? Uh-huh. Um... So, when the officers found the remains, they quickly transferred the corpses to the medical examiner, and after the autopsies were complete, it was determined that none of the infants had died as a result of delivery complications or disease. The authorities determined that all of the infants had been purposefully neglected as they had died from malnourishment. So, on January 15, 1948, Ishikawa and her husband were taken into custody. Um... After Ishikawa and Takishi were arrested, the authorities launched an investigation. It didn't take them long to determine that most of the destitute mothers had chosen to desert their newborns. Now several even apparently paid Ishikawa to take care of the babies for them. It seems as if the midwife and her devoted husband managed to procure hefty fees from some of the parents, especially when they pointed out that the fee was relatively small in comparison to raising the child themselves. Um, I don't know why I put that there. Anyways, the reports I found didn't make it clear as to whether or not the parents were even aware that Ishikawa intended for their babies to die. However, in court, Ishikawa's attorneys argued that ultimately she wasn't to blame. That the parents were responsible for the death of their infants. After all, they were the ones that abandoned their newborns, leaving, in the mi- leaving them in the midwife's care. Everybody's
0: to blame in that. Yeah. Parents and, and Ishikawa.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay, but sh- they may have left the babies in her care, but she chose
0: to neglect them. Oh, Ishikawa, you have no honor. You must uh, commit the harikari. Oh, subtitles. <clears throat>
1: Sorry. As my That's why worn. we should record this that way
0: there. People can see me doing things like, oh, with Ishikawa, my With my
1: lips still moving.
0: You have no honor. Then see my lips go.
1: You have brought shame to your family.
0: You have brought shame to your family.
1: <laughs> you are dead to me. <laughs> yeah. I said good day. No. And then they
0: go see my hand raising Go subtitles. <laughs>
1: That would be funny if we actually put something (laughs) right. According to Ishikawa's testimony, on some occasions, the desperate mothers requested that she actually kill their child so they didn't have to do it themselves. Um, Since the only option they had to prevent getting pregnant was abstinence and terminating the the pregnancy had severe consequences, they didn't feel they had any other alternative. Uh, They had to accept the midwife's solution to their problem, which meant they had to pay her the fee she requested. Now, the authorities were also able to determine that Dr. Shiro Nakayama, who worked at kotobuki Sanin, was also involved in this plot. He aided Ishikawa and her husband when he provided them with falsified death certificates. Do you need a Kleenex? I do.
0: What the fuck's my Kleenex, man? You took him back over there. Oh, (sighs) God. Stuff going on I know. Nose.
1: I noticed you'd like having a little issue. Uh, it's fucking dry up there. And I'm trying to get everything. Oh, out. I know. I hate it. That's this time of year.
0: One minute's wet, the next minute it's dry. Mm. It's it's kind of the colder like...
1: it gets, the drier my nose gets inside. Yeah, and I, I
0: do sinus and shit, up yeah. God,
1: so when the babies died, he had to complete the documentation, and on that documentation, he indicated they they had all died from natural causes. Um, at I'm a the, flower. At the trial, Ishi- uh, Takeshi testified that he and Ishikawa paid the doctor a fee of 1,000 yen per infant. He also stated they even provided uh, Dr. Nakayama with many other, quote, gifts in exchange for his services. Oh, hang on. I hate it when I find a mistake on here when I'm presenting um dr nakayama adamantly denied this claim during his testimony he stated by the time ishikawa called him in for a consultation the infants were already so malnourished any type of medical infor- intervention was pointless um he also said that he was never offered nor did he accept any fees for the total of 39 death certificates he signed for them Um, Even if Dr. Nakayama wasn't compensated, I find it hard to believe that he didn't realize there was a rise in the infant mortality rate at that maternity house. I will say that I found some information that indicated the Shinjuku Ward Office, which is the local government authorities. Did you know that? I did not know that.
0: Hold on. Subtitle.
1: <laughs> they were more than aware of what was going on. Oh, of course, I mean, because if you have, I mean, because they're saying at least one hundred and three babies died. If he signed thirty-nine death certificates while he was there in a three-year
0: period, that's a lot of fucking. Kids. Yeah, you're gonna kind of fucking know. Yeah, you know that's
1: thirty-nine not... kids in three years is ridiculous. No, I agree. That's thirteen kids a year.
0: Yeah, and they have subtitles too. Can't deny them. What is that? Wah! Exactly. You hear the cry and the lips move for like two seconds. You're like... And then
1: subtitled. Yeah.
0: Subtitle says, wah. (laughs) (laughs) But if they would have grown up, they would have gone from wah to wah. Nunchucks.
1: You know, side note here. (laughs) Side note. Um, When Japan occupied Korea, South Korea, Uh um, they prohibited the Korean citizens to practice any form of defense, right? They were not allowed to, like, have an army, navy. They had no defensive mechanisms, okay? They were just meant to cower and, you know. Um, However, the Koreans were smart enough to be like, you know what, we can do hand-to-hand combat if necessary. So they came up with taekwondo, which means the art of hand and foot. Mm -hmm. And that's why the forms that they do – Look like dances, because the Japanese thought they were dancing.
0: Whenever I see them, I feel like dancing.
1: Gonna dance the night away. My son was really good at Taekwondo. He was an international gold medalist before he was five years old. So.
0: I am really good at eating Chinese food and sushi. And Japanese Korean food. food. And Korean food. I yeah. love
1: Korean food because it's not as greasy or heavy.
0: Oh, and American food and German food. Okay, why
1: don't you just say food from all seven yeah, fucking th- continents?
0: I am good at just eating. That's what I'm good at.
1: <laughs> I am a professional eater, <laughs> and
0: I don't even need subtitles for that shit. Because if it was just subtitles, that's exactly what it'd be. The <laughs> nom, 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 all my subtitles, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you want more sake?" I'm a <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yes, I do. Dude, why I did like you sake even too. ask?
1: <laughs> But I like Soju more, which has a uh, higher alcohol content.
0: I have never sold a Jew in my life.
1: Soju S O G J U. It's a Korean rice wine. Oh. And it has a higher alcohol content than sock We're
0: gonna have to get some of that here and cloud oh on it. It's so gotta be way better than four loco.
1: Oh, way better. If it's really good if you get the flavored ones, but Of course, yeah.
0: You know, like kind of like licking a skunk's butthole would I think would be better four than Loko Four loco
1: dude. We weren't even done with our fir- that first can before I was like, I think I'm toasted.
0: Now no, I'm like, I'm gonna die. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> this, this is like first, it tastes
1: like shit, and then it's fucking. Oh my god.
0: Then you start fucking blind, getting blind, Get hung and shit. over like mad dog. Yeah, <laughs> and that was after one can that we split. Uh, yeah, we
1: split all three cans, and after I was done with my small glass, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. Anywho, I wanted to pass out on your couch.
0: Tell me more about this okay. subtitle woman.
1: Anyways, so the Shinjuku Ward office. Um, not only did they seem to be aware, they also systematically turned a blind eye to the situation. They just let it happen. Um, according to some of the reports, there were rumors that the Japanese government was very much aware of the problems regarding an increase in unwanted pregnancies, and they were also very much aware of the increased number of infants that were dying during that time. However, they themselves didn't have an alternative, nor did they want to take the time to come up with one. Um... As law enforcement officials were investigating Ishikawa and her husband, they discovered that a local mortician had well over 400 infant corpses at his residence that had come from that maternity house. Holy shit. Then they found out a little later that there were approximately 30 more infant dead infants at a local temple. So... By the end of the investigation, authorities determined by the number of remains they found and the time span in which the deaths took place, they would never know exactly how many victims Ishikawa was responsible for. Even so, it has been well established that she murdered a minimum um, of, of 103 infants. However, many believe that number is much higher, which I will give you the total a little later. Now, at the time she was arrested, the authorities found the five infants that were still alive. Oh, they had found five infants that were still alive, and they promptly removed them from her care.
0: See, that's because they went from what to
1: water. They went from water. Ah, I'm hungry.
0: No, nah, they went to Ninja, man. They're like choking out <laughs> other fucking kids. <laughs> You know, survival of the fittest. That's right. They're breaking into sushi places and stealing. Like rolls. if you
1: had more than two kids, it would have been survival of the fittest. I
0: would. I would put the little motherfuckers in a goddamn room, hand them sharp objects. Look, <sighs> y'all have a fair shake at this. Whoever makes it. Welcome to the family. I love you the best.
1: <laughs> love you more. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to have a favorite, but <laughs> you're my kid. Um, Let's see here. Um, all five of them were said to be in critical condi- uh, critical state, and they suffered from malnutrition, obviously. Some of them had even developed bronchitis or pneumonia, and they all had some type of skin disease, which is not uncommon. It's unclear whether or not these babies ever recovered. However, I'm assuming they did since Ishikawa was only charged for five deaths, the five corpses they found. Okay? Now... By the end of Ishikawa's trial, it was determined that the homicides she committed were viewed as a, quote, crime of omission. Yeah. You know, there's lies of omission. There's three types of lies. Omission, you commission, and same. You found fucking
0: bodies. There's no crime of yeah. omission there, well, jackasses. Well, they're saying that
1: her crime was omission because um, it's not like she actively s- murdered the children physically, but... She was involved in murdering them by omitting, you know what I mean? She
0: did. That's the thing. And this is this is what's already pissing me off.
1: If you leave... Oh, you're going to get pissed here in a minute.
0: A child or an old person or anybody to starve to death. You fucking murdered them is yeah, what the you fuck you doing. Yeah, you made a choice. You made a choice. It's not like you said, oh, I accidentally yeah. left these people here. No, you did that by choice, you fucking twat.
1: Yeah, just like the time my ex-boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's not get into that just one. Just like
0: the time my ex-boyfriend tried to put both of his hands on no, my anus. Th- he tried hey. to
1: tell me that it was an accident. He cheated on me. but
0: That could have been. He could have tripped and fell into a vagina. You never know some vaginas are humongous okay <laughs> you trip you fall in one you're like, oh. and you're lost forever you're like how the hell do I I don't I'm not I don't even like spelunking I don't have a helmet or a light I'm scared
1: you're a ro- a safety roper not a safety...
0: I, I'm supposed to be tied off to something right like like who's my spotter
1: isn't it called uh free free climbing
0: that's when you're climbing a cliff yeah
1: maybe you should free climbed
0: out couldn't it was too slick I have climbed before, but I didn't have any carabiners with me, any wedges, rope. I didn't even have a harness.
1: You didn't have the spike shoes or nothing?
0: Nothing. I just had to wander around for days going, Marco. And finally, someone went, Polo. I'll follow the voice. Did That's you learn
1: I mean. how to speak whale like on Nemo?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are so bad.
0: I'm so fucking immature.
1: <laughs> you are, but I help feed you. I sometimes. think on the next
0: episode, I'm gonna tell them how I, I tell everybody how I figured out that I'm a 13 year old stuck in a 48 year old's body.
1: <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay, let's see here. After she was found guilty, the Tokyo District Court ordered her to serve. Are you ready for this? Okay. Eight years in prison for the deaths of the five infants. That's bullshit. Oh, wait. Takishi and Dr. Nakayama were also found guilty, and they were given four years each. Now, wait for it. After Ishikawa and Takeshi were sent to prison, they each filed paperwork to appeal their, their prison sentences. In 1952, the Tokyo High Court made its decision on the appeals. They revoked their original sentences, and Ishikawa's eight-year sentence was reduced to four And Takahishi's four-year sentence was reduced to two. Yes, that's right. You heard me. All right. The only punishment these two received for the deaths of at least 103 innocent babies was less than five years.
0: All right. Japan from the 1940s through the 50s. Y'all can suck my sweaty balls because that's some fucked up shit. Yeah,
1: because even though I was disgusted by the short amount of time they they had to serve in prison for the, her crimes, I discovered something else that shocked me even more. The mi- the minor prison sentence she received wasn't uncommon when it came to murder. Japan is actually known for its relatively high conviction rate because approximately 99% of all cases tried in court result in a conviction.
0: I got 99 cases and hers ain't one. However, the prison
1: sentences that result from those convictions are significantly low in comparison to sentences received in the United States court systems. Now, when Ishikawa talked about why she chose to let the infants die, she claimed that all the babies were better off dying. According to her, dying as an infant was far better than living their whole life in poverty and being exposed to various diseases. However, I'm not really following along with that logic, as I can't even imagine the suffering each one felt as they were left alone to starve to death. You know, because they suffered. I would rather suffer in poverty than suffer from starvation. Oh, totally. Because even if you're poverty-stricken, you can find a way to eat something. That's to just saying, if you're poverty-stricken, at
0: least you have a chance. Yeah. You've got a fucking chance. Hell, even if you ain't got no legs and you only got one arm, if you're, you know, it, you, you have a chance. Yeah, because you can always find something to eat. But, yeah, if you're a fucking baby and they're, yeah, fuck it, I'm just going to leave them over here in this warehouse to die. That's, that's not a chance. Yeah. There's no fucking chance there.
1: Exactly. Precisely. So she, Ishikawa honestly thought that her, um, her solution to neglect the unwanted newborns until they died was far better than living the life she thought they were destined to have. A life filled with misery, unknown disease, and needless suffering. She didn't view her actions as a deliberate means to murder the children. However, my whole thing is, how does she know how their life would end up? Exactly. Because like, there are many people who have had destitute, poverty-stricken childhoods that go on to make themselves, I mean, make something of themselves, pull themselves out of it. Hello, Scott.
0: I was going to say, ta-da, me, because we've <laughs> talked about my, my upbringing yeah. before. I was raised, and we, even in this fucking episode we mentioned, I was raised so goddamn poor that there wasn't always food. You know, you really didn't truly know if you were going to eat. Yeah. get time soon. And... Uh, because of that fear of starving to death. Oh, yeah. I, I make a decent living.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't
0: complain at, at, uh, at my income level.
1: Even if you just had your trucking gig, you have a decent living.
0: Yeah. yeah. The trucking gig alone pays me just a fucking stupid amount of money. Honestly, I, I, I wouldn't pay me what they pay me based on what I do. Because
1: honestly, <laughs> You don't do shit. No, I'm kidding.
0: I don't do shit. I, I mean, the, the worst part of my day is sometimes I have to use a manual pallet jack. And push oh. a pallet to the end of the oh my trailer. God, that
1: is so tragic, Scott. How do you survive?
0: No, you know what's worse than that? We have old electric pallet jacks. We have some new ones. And sometimes I have to use an old electric pallet jack. It's all herky jerky and shit. Oh, my God.
1: You are so oh. mistreated at your job.
0: This is fucking. This, this is fat white guy problems right here. <laughs>
1: Dude, that is first world problems for real. First,
0: first world fucking problems. Fucking a. But yeah, um, that's, you know. Uh, so, yeah, even if you're poverty-stricken,
1: yeah, there's, you've got a chance. Yeah, there's These nothing to say no that chance. your entire life is going to be miserable.
0: Right. The only thing that, and I, I, this is for our listeners, the only thing that's going to dictate if your life is going to, if you're going to be a failure in life, isn't your current financial situation. No. It's you. Mm-hmm. Everybody says they want the big bank account, and I've been asked this a million times. Well, Scott, how would you do it? It's easy. You've got to work a lot. And I do. I fucking, I work. I sacrificed everything, including personal relationships. I know. Because um, we discussed that earlier. Yes, I know. Um, because you have to sacrifice to get, if you want the big bank account, ask yourself, how fucking bad do you want it? Because if you sit there and go, oh, I can't work much more than eight hours a day, five days a week, guess what? You don't want it.
1: Yeah, no. You're destined to live that mediocre. Right. I mean... No, and I mean, because I understand it, but I mean, like you and I said, though, that at some point, you got to realize that if I take an hour here, it's not going to be the end of the world. <laughs>
0: no, no, true. You
1: know, nothing's going to fall apart in an hour, except for maybe my sanity.
0: Uh, mine already did. I just <laughs> Which I have to do, honestly, because I've been in such that loop of just working and working and working. I need to kind of adjust myself to take a little bit of fucking time. I know. I'm losing my fucking mind with what I'm doing, folks. I
1: know. I tried to get you to go to a comedy show with me, but no, you don't want to go. I'll get my son to go. They're
0: going to want me to wear a mask. They won't even let me whip my dick out.
1: That's okay. I'll get my son to go with me. He likes to spend time with me most
0: of the time. And he's adorable. He is adorable. <laughs> no, I like yours, and He's pretty cool. Anyway, he go ahead.
1: Is. Wait till you meet him. He, I mean, I don't know. He he really wants to meet you. He thinks you're cool.
0: Because I disgusting. am. Duh.
1: Because <laughs> he said it was that one episode we did with, um, what was his name? Franklin, the white supremacist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you did that episode, you said something, and I made a smart comment, and all of a sudden it was silent. And you go, hear that silence? Yeah, because you're not funny. And my son...
0: Up like that. I'm like, that is not nice. Because he was
1: like, Mom, you deserved it.
0: <laughs> you hear the shit that we fling back and forth on this show. And honestly, uh, Squatch and I are really super good friends. We give each other shit. We constantly. do. He's my Um, work
1: husband. I just, uh, you know. Yeah. And and
0: we rely on each other out off the show, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we kind of get. Totally. I
1: mean, you're somebody I can, like, (coughs) confide in, and I know it won't go anywhere.
0: Because I have a serious side sometimes. Well, not often.
1: Well, even when we were trying, I was trying to have a serious (laughs) conversation with you to vent something and just, like, process it, you couldn't be serious.
0: Except, like, making people people laugh and smile. Because I was
1: like, you can't even take this seriously for a minute.
0: (laughs) I want to make everybody in the world happy. I know you do. Okay, so
1: makes help. me uncomfortable when people are upset, too.
0: Tell me more about this, this broad, because already, seriously, I love the Japanese culture, and I love Japanese people. I had a great time. Every time I've been to Japan, I've oh, yeah, had a great time. I,
1: Japanese people are amazing.
0: But just hearing that they got off that easy really makes me want to drop the bomb back on the country.
1: <laughs> or on her.
0: Yeah, um, I would do that, too. Like, yeah, attach them to one.
1: So it makes me wonder, what state of mind... Um, She was in if she truly believed this was a viable solution to the nation's problem regarding an unwanted pregnancy. However, I'm inclined to think Ishikawa was in denial when she made her statements. When I found out that she required a fee for her services, it was clear she was motivated by money and not by any sort of compassion to end any sort of suffering. You know? Mm -hmm. So... Um, Ishikawa's case did change policies all over Japan, though. After the authorities discovered her crimes, the Japanese government decided it was time to consider legalizing abortion in the country. On, June, on July 13, 1948, the Eugenic Protection Law, which is now referred to as the Mother's Body Protection Law, was established. At the same time, the government also established a nationwide examination system for the midwives to hold them accountable. On June twenty fourth, nineteen forty nine, the Japanese legislature legalized the Eugenic Protection Law, and as the law was written at the time, from that point forward, a woman could seek out an abortion if it was necessary for economic reasons.
0: Close your it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Guys, whether you're rich or poor, kids aren't cheap. No. There's just something. Just and back for people Reddit. who
1: say, oh, I want to get established before I have a child, or I'll have a child when the time's right. Time is never right. Never.
0: There's two kinds of kids, and I've realized this. There's ones that were raised like you and I, piss-ass poor. Then there's fat, the fat, rich, white kid problem. Children, like my, like my son. And mine. And yours yeah because yeah. they they don't understand so
1: yeah but, well unfortunately i sheltered my child from all the shit i went through and it kind it didn't really backfire but it kind of you know
0: right 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 so yeah it, no, no matter what you make you can raise your kids it's just different expectations and it, it doesn't get easier it doesn't matter if you make mm. i don't know ten dollars an hour or if you make ten million dollars a second yeah it doesn't get easier
1: yeah, yeah. no it doesn't Okay, so through my research, I discovered that Ishikawa's practices actually weren't all that uncommon for Japan at the time. Um, I'd even venture to say that it also happened in other countries as well, as things were just drastically different than they are today. For example, in 1930, the citizens of Irabashi, a relatively small neighborhood in metropolitan Tokyo, were accused of killing approximately 41 of the area's foster children. Children that nobody in the little community could afford to take care of any longer. Then, in 1933, Hatsutaro Kawamata was arrested and charged for the murder of a minimum of 25 foster children.
0: That name was so Japanese when you said it. (laughs) What?
1: Hatsutaro Kawamata?
0: There it is again. A subtitle actually appeared about chest level on you, and it went across. It's amazing.
1: Well, and it's really weird because a lot of Asian words are pronounced phonetically. So so you can see that Ishikawa uh, wasn't a solitary case. You know what I mean? Now, here in the United States and Canada, I found out, we have what's known as a safe haven law. Correct. Now, this law, for those who don't know, is designed for the sole purpose of allowing parents to surrender their unwanted infants. These infants must be taken to a designated place, such as a hospital, police station, or fire department. I've actually heard that they can take them to any medical facility, but I don't know if that's true. Um, I, I think that
0: is true, actually. I think it's... yeah. do mean it's just a hospital? Fuck. I, I, I did... I, I, that, that was in one of the episodes that I did.
1: Oh, yeah, with the people who were doing the abortions. See, and I can't remember if you said, because I know for sure it's a hospital, but I've, all I mean, somebody also told me church steps, but I don't know if that's true either. I Ah. didn't really look it up.
0: I looked at the damn law, and for the life of me. I can't remember what it said. I can't even remember what you had for breakfast. Uh, Look, I'm always going to remember you, Melvin. Okay? (laughs) Always. Wow, a
1: dude's name? That's even worse than me going to get gas and somebody coming up to me saying, what can I do you for, sir?
0: Sir, you need to calm down, okay? We have a show to do. Uh, get on with it, mister.
1: Even after my hair grew back out, it was like, sir? And I'm like, do I look like a fucking <laughs> man?
0: Actually. Do I, actually, I, uh, I look out. like a man? <laughs>
1: Anyways. Um, by doing this, the child receives any necessary care while it awaits adoption, and the parents don't face any criminal charges. Um, when I tried to find out if there was such a program in Japan... I wasn't able to find much information. However, I did discover one place with something similar. In 2007, Kumamoto Hospital established a baby hatch. This program was designed to allow parents to drop their babies off anonymously without fearing prosecution,
0: and without the need of a catapult. <laughs> Shut up.
1: Over nine years from 2007, when it was implemented, through March of 2016, the baby hatchet Kumamoto took in 125 infants in total. Oh. From what I could determine through my research, this is the only safe haven institute in operation in the entire country of Japan. And it's actually located in Kumamoto, Japan, which is approximately 188 kilometers east of Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. Um, It probably goes without saying that the Baby Hatch program at Kumamoto has faced a great deal of controversy since it began. As with any such issue, there are people on both sides of the argument. People who advocate for the program feel it's beneficial as it offers desperate, desperate parents a last resort option, an option that will ultimately save an infant's life. However, the people who oppose the program believe it's just another way for irresponsible parents to abandon their children, especially since there are no legal ramifications when a parent drops off their child at the hospital.
0: But they're correct. Yeah. You know, but it's not a bad thing. Yes, they're no. irresponsible parents. And yes, but, you know, they're choosing to do what's right for that child. Right. Well, what's worse? Abandoning your baby, guys, you know, going or leaving
1: it in a dumpster Yeah, or leaving
0: it (laughs) or or abandoning it towards going to starve to death. Yeah. Or suffer.
1: Because, you know, before safe haven laws, there were a lot of like teenage girls who got pregnant and delivered babies that left them in toilets and dumpsters and garbage cans. Yeah. I mean, because they were scared.
0: Remember, never leave them in a microwave. That's not right at all. Or or my catapult, because I need to know the baby before I launch it.
1: Yeah, we need to know the weight so we can adjust the
0: exactly. schematics. There's math there's, there's math involved in this there is. shit.
1: There's math. <laughs> You're so dumb. Okay, let's see here. Now, keep in mind, according to Japanese law, other than this one exception, abandoning an infant is illegal. Now, this is what's going to piss you off. If a parent is found to have abandoned their child Anywhere else in the country, they're arrested and charged in court. If if they are found guilty, don't forget the 99% conviction rate, the punishment results in a prison sentence of up to five years. I found that last bit of information to be one of the most interesting discoveries in my research. After all, if a parent abandons their child outside of the baby hatch, they might wind up spending five years in prison. However, the most prolific serial killer in Japanese history by far, who was responsible for killing at least 103 and maybe as many as 500 infants, was only
0: sentenced to serve four years. Yeah, I was just thinking about the the the, the twat bag and her husband and the doctor yeah. we're talking about now. They didn't have to serve any fucking... It's yeah. ridiculous. So
1: apparently the scales of justice in Japan are as unbalanced as they are here in the United States.
0: Congratulations, Japan. Your system's just as fucked up. Yeah, actually, as ours. I think it's
1: more fucked up than ours is. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Although child difficult. molesters
1: get off easier than a lot of other... I mean, people who rob, so what the fuck ever. Yeah,
0: I keep on saying that that should carry the yeah. death penalty. That's just me, though.
1: Yeah. You know, so I guess in Japan, it's better if you kill a child than abandon it, right?
0: No shit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I couldn't find any information about what had happened to Ishikawa after she was released. All I could determine was that she served her four years and then she was set free to live out her life in relative obscurity. Too bad she didn't offer that same chance to the innocent baby she felt didn't deserve to live. And, you know, there you have it. Now that you're ignoring me. I'm done, Scott.
0: I'm not ignoring you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> I just found that case interesting because of the whole, uh, what's it called? It The um, discrepancy, you know, that it's like she kills almost five, at least 100, if not 500 babies, and she gets four fucking years.
0: It's fucking ludicrous, man. But that goes back to what I said in this country here is that. They say the skills of justice are balanced, and they're not. They're not.
1: They're not blind, nor are they balanced. It's
0: based on how much money you have in your pocket. Mm -hmm. If you're indigent.
1: Or you're influenced, yeah. If your family knows anybody.
0: Yeah, you know, if if you're indigent, then you're going to get a public defender. You're fucked. Yeah. But if you're affluent, you got some cash.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally.
0: You're going to walk, dude.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. And this is what surprises me, because, I mean, people who get mad... You know, because one of the famous cases, O.J. Simpson, and people always say, white people are mad because a black person didn't convicted and blah, this and blah, that. That wasn't it at all with me specifically, because when they came to Robert Blake, who did the same fucking thing. He walked. And Robert Wagner, who never got charged. Yeah. I was just as pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked. Shocked. The Menendez brothers didn't get away with it.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, that a bit of a shocker, too, huh?
1: Especially when they started bringing up the child abuse and all that shit. I'm like, oh, they're going to get off. I was <laughs> shocked when they didn't. But, yeah.
0: That's a hardcore judge, man. You don't fuck yeah. around.
1: Well, and then, I mean, look at Casey Anthony.
0: Yeah, that's another one. That's
1: another one that fucking pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it just, it just floors me that there are so many discrepancies in the law that they make doing the worser crime less punishable than the... Minor crime, and I hate it,
0: no, yeah, I agree, all right, so we'll wrap this one up so we can get through another episode,
1: yeah, because we're late starting today,
0: very late. I had to go see Michelle the waxer and we are cross promoting uh right now, so yeah uh, well I, I, we'll do an yeah, ad for,
1: yeah, you. well, I was gonna say we can we're we'll put an ad up or whatever too, but um. Yeah, she's really awesome. I love her. So if you're in this area,
0: yeah, if you're in the Portland metro area, hit us up.
1: We'll give you her information.
0: Oh yeah, she's absolutely Yeah,
1: really I hard. wouldn't recommend anybody else right now.
0: I actually enjoy the whole, the whole salon that she's working in now. Yeah, cuz um, I haven't
1: been to the new salon, but I've heard, you know. Yeah,
0: they they've got the uh, cuz they're, they're they're just opening. Yeah. It's
1: not as uppity and and like, you know what I mean? It's like I always felt out of place when I went in the other one.
0: Well, yeah, well, the outside looks very common which is great mm-hmm. and but the inside looks like it's a it, this is a i mean that everything's brand new oh okay absolutely everything including the room that she's uh you know ripping out hairs from my junk with because i call her my my dominatrix but uh no she's she's absolutely fantastic guys you know so if you want that done you know any anything done. You know, fucking just hit us up we'll I'll give you her info
1: yeah it was so funny because um when my son and I went to New Orleans and we stayed at uh, one of the Wyndham hotels right along, right close to the French Quarter, when he and I walked in there, my son looked at me, dead serious, he looked at me and he goes, um, mom, whatever class this is, we are not in."
0: <laughs> and so whenever, I, when I first walked into
1: Michelle's, the other, the last salon she was in, I walked in because you don't check in with anybody. You just right. sit down and wait for her to come out and get you. I looked around, and I go, uh, whatever class this is. I do not belong. <laughs> but, no, she's amazing.
0: She's fantastic. All right, this has been Brittle Nation. Remember, you can send us that email at BrittleNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat that's on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Keep mentioning to you guys, the blogs are great because you get more information... Usually, but, but you, you get a lot of information about dealing with my bullshit because,
1: right? And we're, we'll, I'll be updating those blogs even more now because we got some help in the office. So, I mean, I'm not spread nearly as thin.
0: And a great thank you to the two people that we have, yes. three people that we have helping us out. It's fucking phenomenal. Yes, <laughs> our <laughs> research
1: department is growing and I love it.
0: Oh, uh-huh, we're, we're a growing little thing. I'll,
1: I'll be honest and I'll even tell my researcher this I was leery. Because, you know, we, we do everything a certain way. But you know what? I was impressed. I was really happy.
0: Our researchers are fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This show's copyrighted twenty twenty two by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: everybody.